And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex and my name's Paul. And if it seems like your favorite team isn't allergic to winning back-to-back games, you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. what's going on man how you doing brother i'm great this is what our third attempt at this because technical difficulties hey yeah so. good things happen on o2 counts though yeah true they do and usually we get all the you know we get warmed up even more even though i get real flustered because i get to be a little grumpy sometimes but no i'm <laughs> i'm great man and uh and right out of the gate i have to say that you're wearing a Cardinals jersey. I am wearing a Cardinals so. jersey. Um, I felt like, first off, I got to show up for my boy Yachty. As all of you know at this point, all 45 people that are going to listen to this. Um, 4,500. <laughs> Whoops. Big Yadier Molina guy. Um, one of the, the debatably one of the best catchers of our generation. Um, and this year's alone throughout Bradley Zimmer, who's so fast, his legs are so long twice. His legs are so long. Un- unbelievable. How long um, his legs are. Yeah. Ke- so keeps me up at night. Yeah. Um, my boy Yachty, the tatted goat, uh, good guy, just a good guy does a lot for the Dominican Republic, uh, where he's from and the city of St. Louis or yeah, Puerto Rico. Um, but, and for St. Louis in general, big Yachty fan. Uh, and I, I had to show up for my boy. Listen, all that's fine. Literally, don't disagree with that. We can be fans of players. I would die for Mike Trout. And again, he doesn't even know that I exist. Um, it just feels really icky when we, I don't know if you know this, run a Cleveland baseball podcast. Just quick newsflash. We played the Cardinals in this one. Yeah. And you're wearing a Cardinals jersey uh-huh. now. That yeah. feels a little icky. It feels a little wrong. Like we're, yeah, but we also any we also time. started a Baltimore Orioles podcast when the Indians weren't doing well. Yeah, okay, that was a little side adventure, <laughs> and we've we've worked through it. All right, and yeah. I thought that episode did great. And actually, it is one of our most popular <laughs> episodes, which is really frustrating. Actually, um, um, no, just a big Yadier anyway. Molina fan. Uh, I figured it might not be appropriate, but. I mean, any other time, I feel like it'd be, it's relevant in this one, I feel like. It is relevant. It just feels interesting because. Hey, there's a, we, we have a weird dynamic. This shows a weird dynamic. So why not act a little weird? Yeah. All right, let's get into it because today, what, around 1045, 11 a.m., Big Daddy Jeff Passan uh, tweeted out that the Chicago White Sox are finalizing a deal to acquire second baseman Cesar Hernandez from Cleveland. Yeah. And this is because they really need a second baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really realize how badly that was kind of a hole in their lineup right now because their main guy, Nick Madrigal, I believe is his name, tore an ACL or he's just done for the season, whatever it is. And yeah, it's it looks like one of our players. And 
funny enough, one of them is going to the White Sox to fill that hole. So have fun. Uh, but it looks like anybody else, right? One you can just plug and play, like one of our catchers. Those kind of numbers uh, has has been their second baseman, and they're they're trying to win a World Series. So that ain't that ain't gonna be it. Yep. And um, th- this buys them. They won't pick up the club option next year. Um, so it only costs them two million dollars to have two months of. You know, a 220, 230 hitter that's hitting way more bombs than he should be. Um, and, you know, is a major league replacement right now for them to bridge a gap. And then they won't pick up the club option. And, it, it, I mean, it fits perfectly. And, I, you know, we talked about trading him, but I guess I didn't realize how perfectly it would have fit to the White Sox. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things that we kind of looked over. Because, I mean, we talked about trading him, but we didn't talk about, like, to where or where they like he would be. Fit him best. Yeah, I hadn't gotten that far. Yeah, and I didn't really. You know? I, I didn't think about the White Sox either. Um, and I, I'm starting to think maybe that the ownership just listens to any. They have like a team that listens to all podcasts about the Indians. A hundred percent. They because, ripped us off. Yeah, because uh, it feels like they're listening to pretty much everything that we're saying, and uh, it's starting to. It actually is kind of coming true. Either they're listening or we're just really smart. And I lean yeah. toward us. I, I lean towards them listening. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, I wish I guess I would have at the time that we talked about it and I brought up like, hey, let's think through him and Eddie. I guess I didn't really realize how logical it was. And, and also we didn't get on some hot streak where it's like, yeah, we're still chasing. That's part of it too, where it just kind of quickly came to fruition. And it was like a secret that wasn't a secret anymore that, yeah, he was kind of going to go. And that all happened in like five or six days. It felt like on Twitter with the media, it was just like, yeah, he's going to go. And I think that's just because we didn't hit any hot streak to try and like still pound this year. You know, it really is next year and this kind of helps me get over that hump as well of just what moves and pieces are going to click and be solidified for next season which is painful but you know Tristan McKenzie pitching better Cal Quantrill being that guy get everybody else healthy now we're going to see you know the middle infield we're we're setting the ch- we we tried to make yeah. a run or or still stay relevant but now it's like that didn't work for whatever reason and you know not having three starters certainly doesn't help but it's just it's a it's a weird middle year and um yeah because it's I, not like we're in rebuild mode we're not no but it's getting close and i don't mean rebuild but it's like now we're that we're really for, going young yeah it's, it's we're waiting for these guys to to become who we expect them to be so it's not really a rebuild it's more of just like a sit around and wait until something happens mode yeah we're just poking it with a stick like exactly. do something and it's and, and, it's uh, it's different than like i feel like it's, it's a retool yeah it's a different than where we've been before because like in the past we've gotten young guys in but we've also gotten veterans on top of that mm-hmm. so it's, it's i think it, it's like a different place at least in my memory that uh we haven't been as long as I can remember. Yeah, I think what's tough about this is where we're not rebuilding, right? We're still retooling. We have enough talent and pitching to not be in a rebuild. What's tough is, and this is the right move for us. He's not part of the future. We talked about the clubhouse. We talked about even though money is not a problem, it's just where we're at right now, why keep him? 
You know, like there's yeah. just no benefit to keeping him whatsoever. Even though we didn't get anything crazy in return, it's just like it, he's just blocking other guys, and it's just yeah. Like, and here's I what's was, tough. I was looking he, so so in the trade we got a uh, a double A left handed pitcher Connor Pickleton Pickled Pilking Pilkington. It's a and he spells lesson. Connor with a K. Yeah. So we just and two it's, ends. Yeah. So, I don't like I mean, him. It's not his fault, but it's not. But it's dumb. Um, but he has a he has a three point four eight ERA in uh, sixty two innings pitched this year, and uh, I saw something else to where he is leading Double A in WHIP and batting average against. I think it's just his league that he's in. It's like the South Central yeah. League or something, but it's still impressive. He was a third round draft pick, and I think he was like pick number eighty three. He was a pretty yeah. high. Pretty so, high third round pick. Welcome but, to the pitching factory, kid. Yeah, true. And we have no left-handed pitchers whatsoever, yeah. except for Logan Allen, but that doesn't count. Um, so yeah, we're very righty heavy. And here's my thoughts on it. And and we get a lot of stuff kind of polished out in the thoughts that we have, or at least I do, because I just kind of talk until something happens. That's just how I work in the group chat today. And this is where I settle. It's not a great return. Um, we didn't do badly. The White Sox didn't fleece us. We couldn't really, nothing could really be bad because we don't need Cesar. Like, it's not that's, about that's money. It's just, the, the we return, just don't need like, him. Think about it. If we would have kept Cesar, here's, here's where I sat on it, right? And you guys were kind of going at it in the group chat. And, uh, I was, I was like running errands and stuff. So I wasn't really paying attention to it. Um, but, uh, if we keep Cesar, right, our return from having him is he hits home runs, I mean, more frequently lately than he has, but his defense has been lacking this year. He hasn't been that OBP slash doubles machine that we've seen in the past. So we haven't been getting our return on him. So I feel like we're in the same spot we were in. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... Yeah, no matter what we got, he's he can't be yeah, blocking the future. Exactly. Because all... And I see the picture a little more clearly, right? Uh, now that the rain is gone. But... And we talked about this at length a couple episodes ago. But it really is a cheeky thing for this year that's not panning out. And so now, mm-hmm. it's just dead weight. So we couldn't really lose because anybody taking it... My final conclusion on this is the trade, we'll see. I would have liked to have seen more of a triple-A arm versus a double-A. This guy is pretty legit, but it's double-A. That's a long way from pitching in the majors. And while, oh, it's a two-month rental, well, there's a club option for next year. It's not our fault that White Sox aren't going to take it, and they won't. Yeah. They're not going to pick up his six. But he, Especially they still have the magical ability. Coming back. Say Magical can't come back. They still have... They still got a guy that used to just hit 275, set it to the, you know, you could just put the money down, hit 275, and was a lot better and not this kind of strange output that he's giving us this year. They're getting a major league ready guy right now with the chance for next to nothing to play next year. We know that's not their plan, but that doesn't mean they couldn't execute that if they wanted. And so my final line is this. We couldn't really lose because he's just, we don't need him. He's not part of our future. He doesn't make a lot of money, whatever. However, 
this could not have been the best that we could have gotten for him. I adamantly feel that way. We did nothing wrong, but we could have done better. In my opinion, there's got to be something a little bit better out there. A triple-A outfielder, somebody that... But again, you can't lose. Part of me feels like there's still another move that they're going to make. I don't know who they're going to try to move. Maybe it is Eddie because they got Andreas Jimenez uh, gearing to come up and Owen Miller. No, he's not an outfielder. I mean, but... No, he's he is a yeah. shortstop, and he is a defensive wizard at short. You push Ooh. Ahmed to second. Here's the thing. Brian Shaw, see you later, bud. You blew it in the 10th the inning of the World Series, and one of our friends said he's always been a fraud, and he kind of is. Like I, That's a little hot take, but he... And I... God, I forgot to look at his half first half stats versus now, but he sucked in Colorado, which that's a tough place to pitch. And he really was a workhorse for us, so I shouldn't yeah. be that rough on him. I just don't However, think he, I don't think anyone's that high on Brian Shaw to where we're going to get anything from from him. No, you'd be surprised. Either. You'd be surprised. People see a, a sub-whatever ERA. I mean, his ERA is pretty solid, even though he we will talk about in game one. He's got a 318 ERA, dog. And that just blew up from like two-something. So... He's a veteran. He sucked in Colorado when he got a payday. He cost nothing now, and he's finally bounced back. Although, I'd love to see his first half versus his second, you know, first 60 games or first 30 appearances versus last 30 because those numbers are going to be different. But um, he's, I don't know, he's a fraud, but it all catches up. And he, when you think about the future, he is not part of it. And that's why I'm, I, I'll take a trip, a double A left-handed pitcher, but I know how many freaking guys they have in that bullpen in hot flamethrower arms the White Sox have. Yeah, that and I was hoping we probably asked for some of those, and they're like, "No fucking shot." Yeah, true. Because they're they're like, "Hey, I saw you see me see you. We're not going to sign Cesar to this club." Exactly. But, and they're like, they're like, "We're not going to give you one of our 24, 25 year old bullpen arms that throws." A plus 100. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted I that. Like I knew everyone, we, everyone in that bullpen throws over 100. It's, it yeah. seems like. But, like, we weren't going to get any of them. They're, Chicago's not going to let any of them go. Yeah, that's true. I That's what I was kind of hoping for. Maybe you mix it. Maybe you give them somebody else, like a prospect yeah. to get. Because instead then of, you shore up. Paul's pipe dream, you're on Alex's acid trip. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's stuff that we can make it work to get one of those guys and hopefully make it a little bit because we got the money too. Um, but to, to secure what we need to do is flip Shaw. I don't care how the hell we do this. I want to make this clear. I don't care how we do it. What we need to accomplish is get rid of Shaw and replace it with the next, not Klasse or Karen check, but somebody that we're going to lean on. That like we Andrew know, Miller. right? Because. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody of that quality is great. I'm just yeah. saying the next guy well, that no, we're going to have No, I'm saying career... like in reference to 2016, like how we leaned on Andrew Miller. Yeah, well, I'm just saying one more third piece to yeah. replace Brian Shaw. Because right now it's seven, eight, nine. Wickren, we thought was going to be that guy. Not that guy. Spoiler alert. He's not that guy this year at You're all. You're not that guy, Pat. Um, You're not that guy. So we need the next seven inning guy right that we're gonna because we have Klaus and Karen check forever we have this rotation for a few more years so that rounds out the bullpen right and if we don't do it whatever but then the next thing that we need dog we have got to figure out and, and to draw it all back is while we're not rebuilding the only two pieces that kind of kept us not being that 
is having Eddie and Cesar. We got rid of Cesar. Now it's a bunch of coin flip guys that we change the we change the freaking lineup card every day, except yep. for like four positions. So what I'm hoping is new name. We're ready to see who can do what and spend some fucking money in the out in in the off season. Yeah. Because otherwise we are rebuilding. Like yeah. I, I don't say that lightly. We're now a minor league team because if all they are are coin flips, which a lot of our team was this year, but there was enough that it might, you know, some things come up right and we'd be okay and we overperformed. Like you got rid of one of the few pieces and nobody's made steps this year. Unfortunately, yeah. Naylor was doing pretty well and then he's obviously out and that was, you know, horrific. Mercado, we're just kind of trying to see. Zimmer has been playing better, but I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. That's still not the, oh my God, we finally have our center fielder to stay healthy. He's incredible defensively, but it's still not that guy yet. Eddie's hurt right now. So Bobby is fucking dumpster fire right now. Yeah, but and then uh, here's the thing, though, base, Bob, Bobby's going through a like every baseball player, especially young baseball players, go goes through their first slump, and their first slump is the hardest one to get out of because they're not used to it up to this point. They're not used yeah. to being a major league base. So like it, this, what's Bob, what Bobby Bradley is going through is to be expected. Like yeah, it yeah. sucks that's happening now, but like we, I, like it's one of those things where. Up until this point, which it's been a couple, like a, a week and a half, where he's been since the All Star break, really, where he's kind of been garbo. Uh, he was playing out of his mind. It feels like so. It, it just makes it seem like he was he was going up, and then he crashed and burned. And it just makes it seem that much worse. And he's fighting for his life to get back. Uh, and you can tell that he's frustrated. You can tell that he wants to bounce back. Uh, but the, the the first slump for a young player in the MLB is the hardest to get out of because they're not used to it. That's why you saw yeah. Josh Naylor start playing without batting gloves, trying to just start anything. And so, um, same yeah, thing with listen, Harold. I, Harold's I slumping right now, and and Harold's been playing out of his mind this year. Which up until the like the first ha- like up until like the first quarter of the season. Didn't really know this dude. I was like, who the fuck? Oh, yeah. I literally had no idea he existed. And uh, he started playing out of his mind. And defensively, like offensively in this series, we'll we'll get into it. He didn't do anything. Defensively, the dude made plays in left field. Yeah, for once. I mean, he's not a liability, but he makes his life harder than it needs to be out there. But that'll come with reps. So, listen, I want to make it very clear. That's going to happen. These guys are not going to just immediately be MVP. I, I know that. I'm I'm well aware. I just want you to know. I understand. But what I'm saying is, holy fucking question marks now. we What we hope to accomplish and break through this year hasn't happened. It just, we, other than Franmil being exactly what I said he was, because I knew he was the real deal, and I've been on that for a long time. What have we fucking figured out? The only thing that we figured out this year is Harold Ramirez. That's, I... Tell me I'm wrong. Harold Ramirez is the only one that I'm like, yeah, this dude needs to be in the lineup. Most two out of three, three out of four days. I would say Keep Bobby Bradley what happens. too. No, not yet. I, but the window's too short on that. So well, I, the, the reason from I'm now till the end of the year, who, who else? Because like, I feel like you're just putting everything on offense. Defensively, Bobby Bradley is the best first baseman that we've seen all year and a very no. good defensive first baseman. 
No, no. Average defensively, Jake Bowers is the best defensive first baseman we've seen. Now, I don't want him on our team. See you later. I'm glad you're gone. He's the best defensive first baseman we've seen. Uh, Bobby Bradley's made some plays, and in this one, he made a great defensive play throwing someone out at third. With yeah. a like a, with a great throw. no, that was a great play. I, the, the guy's not a liability. He's been working hard on it in AAA, and it shows. The dude is major league ready to be a first baseman. I'm just saying, going into next year, if we don't spend any money, right? Let's see. Is Eddie here? Coin flip. Okay, center field flavor of the fucking day. Not even the week of the month. Flavor of the day in center field. Flavor of the day in right field. Hopefully, Bobby becomes the guy that we know he can be hit 240, 245 in, with all that power. Great. I'm very happy with him. And it's too early to tell. We got to see the rest of the season. I'm willing to contest that. Second baseman, Owen Miller. And you got to slide Ahmed over because Andres Jimenez is a defensive yeah. wizard and will plug that gap hard. You can't have all this. I saw tweets that are like, you can't have this great pitching staff and be like, meh, up the middle. You got to put Jimenez at short in his natural position. But Ahmed has also been something. So let me take that back. Ahmed is panned out. And while it kind of comes and goes, he's a good two-hole hitter. Maybe we let him be our leadoff guy. We'll see. More to follow. Ahmed's kind of worked out, okay? Shortstop, hopefully Jimenez can make it happen. Jose's going to Jose. Franmil's going to be Franmil. But, like, your whole outfield... First base, too too short to see. And second base, if Ahmed can do it defensively, we're not a good team. <laughs> like, we're not. We're not. We need people to just break out. We we just got more mo- mediocre yeah, by design. It, but here's the thing. So, Harold Ramirez, this is his first year up here, right? You, you, you got to give – it takes longer than, what is it, 100 games for these people. To, like, there's a reason why – there's only one rookie of the year. Like a lot of rookies don't break out until their sophomore or like junior year in the MLB. Like it takes a while for these guys to get used to seeing this stuff. So I, I know, but like these guys to break out already is. So Bobby is the bottom of that rung. So I, I, let me make that clear. The outfield though, Naylor showed some stuff. But if he kept on his course and it, it was up and down, you know, we'll we'll see. But he started finding a little power and in there, it's just hard to judge and obviously sucks what happened to him. But we're a hundred games into the season, and I don't know. Bradley Zimmer just, wasn't up here all year, and all last year he wasn't up here. It's like you you can't. I I, but eventually, I'm just saying we just need to see stuff stick, and he's on the right path. I want him to be our I mean, center. Yeah, you can say that about. So you can say that about veterans too. Like you got to see this stuff stick. Like the the there's enough upside to these people that like I I disagree with. Like oh well, after next year, if they don't pan out, it's rebuild mode. No, no, no. I'm not saying we're rebuilding. I'm saying it feels like we're more in a rebuild now because it's just like more coin flips on what's going to fucking happen. And I don't think anybody's really broken out all that much and it's going to take time. And that's, that's lightning in a bottle. I know that, but we are so young. Oh my God. And it's just kind of almost, it's just frustrating. I mean, almost we need to spend money goes through this. They go through I know, where they're and super it's part young. Of and they're like, well, we need these guys to, to season up a little bit. I know it's just, we went from, 
can we maybe hang around longer than we should to if everybody hits 220 to 240 in our outfield and we have seven outfielders and like we're going to win like 70 games next year if we don't spend some money or people don't pop off. I'm just more pessimistic about yeah. future performance potentially than you are, but I think it's warranted. We literally never have an outfield ever, ever. I would give anything anything to have like two real outfielders that we will run out there 150 games every year you know for the next three years and you're like yep those are the those are those dudes and we got to see but it's just like pulling teeth with this team i mean hate it here dog yeah but we can't make any assumptions about next year yet either i know but basically spend money figure out what happens Jimenez hopefully sticks it short, which I he's our future. Unless he's just absolute dog crap, like he is the future at shortstop. So then Ahmed at second, hopefully transitions well. Hopefully Bobby figures it out. But the whole outfield still is just painful to think about. And we have all this money, right, to go get a 26, 27-year-old proven somebody. Like we did with Eddie, like the next version of that, whether we yeah. extend them. But like you, you, okay, let me, last thing on this. We need to buy a center or a right fielder that's equivalent to Eddie. Bring Eddie back and then buy somebody to yeah, be that I don't, in center I think, or right fielder. I don't think you get any, I don't think you get a center fielder. I think that Bradley Zimmer is our center fielder. Which is fair. So then you get Oscar and Zimmer and those are your guys and Harold, right? And then go buy a right fielder then. That, yeah. Let me, I'll simplify. Go buy a 10, 7 to 8. Seven to ten mil over three years. Go buy that for right field, where you can run them out there 150 games and not be hot dog shit. That's exactly what we need to do. Yeah. Or hear me out, little little curveball, right? Okay. Get a seven to ten million over three years DH, and then put Fran Mill in right field because Fran Mill can play right field. Okay, but why would you buy a DH when you have a DH when a true right fielder is more prevalent? Because he's not a defensive right. He's a big boy, dude. Man, you want him healthy. You want him just, he's a good DH. He doesn't yeah, but have maybe to play I'll defense give him something else off. in his game. I don't know. It's yeah. just another option, something to think about. No, I get it. I mean, just spitballing, but I, I just say go buy a right fielder. Yeah. And, and a, okay, a, so Ryan's still getting shopped around. He, I haven't heard anything about him. Yeah. God, I know we were talking about that. And it's, I, I don't even necessarily want him. He's kind of on a slump right now, and we just don't need him. But it would but, still be fun. I'm, I'm not going to be mad. You can, if you can you throw could. Chris Bryant in right field all day. Oh, no, you could. You could. It's just funny to think about. And maybe he um, just needs to change the scenery, too. Extend Eddie, three years, $24 million, and go buy a... Seven to ten mil over three year right fielder, and we could be a five hundred ish team even if we don't perform well. But if all your pitchers are healthy, you're a mid upper eighties team probably. Yeah. In conclusion, pick a different team to to follow. It, it'll be a lot less painful. 100%. All right, game one: Cal Quantrill versus Adam Wainwright. And okay, I there, so before this started, I heard a fun fact about Adam Wainwright. Right, this was his first start in Progressive Field. In his 33rd stadium he's played in. Ooh, I heard that stat too, because the all-time leader is Joe Smith, who has played in 37 stadiums. So we heard, I didn't hear the first part, but I heard the latter. Yeah, this was the first time he's played in progressive field. 
He is daddy. He's like six seven, yeah. dog. He's a big boy. He he's was at that a, game that we we went to in yeah. St. Louis, and he is tall. God, he, he has been in the MLB forever. It feels like he's a he's a dog, man. So Indians come in looking to stay in the win column. Uh, we got to start kicking it into gear if we want any chance at a wild card spot. It's a long shot, you know. Reality kind of setting in as time kind of runs out here. We dropped three of four to the Rays and dropped two of three to the Astros prior to that. Uh, so not a lot of winning going on, but they're staying above 500. So quick scoring summary, and these are pretty quick uh, two-game series here. Uh, top of the third, Harrison Bader hits a leadoff solo shot to right field. That's his ninth of the year. Yeah, you're going to be and saying his name a lot in this one. True. And the Cards take an early 1-0 lead. Bottom of the fourth, though, Ahmed hits a leadoff single to left field, and that's followed by a Jose bomb. And I mean it, a bomb to deep right field. 21st of the year, two-run shot. Indians now lead it 2-1. to one. And that went, what, 20 rows up easy? I mean, he sent that shit. 25 yeah. rows, maybe? It was real deep. Um, nice. Uh, top of the seventh, two outs. Matt Carpenter singles to center field. And then that's followed by a two-run shot from Paul DeJong. Um, or is it DeYoung? DeYoung, sorry. DeYoung, uh, putting the Cardinals back on top three to two. So way to go, Brian. Doing great. Um, top of the ninth, two outs. Harrison Bader doubles to center field, followed by a Jose Rondon walk. And then the Cardinals execute a double steal. Uh, originally, they rule Bader out at third, but Cardinals challenge, because why not? And it gets overturned, so the double steal. And a lot of drama for the same outcome, though, because Paul DeYoung walks and loads the bases. So uh, baseball's funny like that sometimes. And then Dylan Carlson walks, and that scores a run from walking a run in, which is always fun. And that was a lot of rhyming. Cardinals extend their lead 4-2, to two, but they didn't need any of that because Tribe has no ninth inning magic, and we dropped the series opener. Quick line, St. Louis, four runs on eight hits, no errors. Cleveland, two runs on five hits, no errors. Yeah. And uh, Kyle Quantrill, I hate it here. Kyle Quantrill played... Out of his mind. Oh, he shoved. Gave you six innings of four-hit baseball with one earned run. Only one walk and five strikeouts in the no decision. Um, other than that solo shot to Bader, which was barely a home run. B- Bader didn't even think it was a home run. He stopped at second, thought it was a double. Uh, yeah. Th- like, this thing was a – it was a the true definition of a piss missile. Um, yeah. And just barely got out. Um, and uh, in the fifth inning – I do want to give uh, Cal Quantrill uh, a little bit of credit here, right? He worked out of a bases loaded jam, and a comeback, a little comeback dribbler uh, came to him, and then he glove flipped it to uh, Robo for mm. for the force out at home uh, on a great play. It looks like he kind of uh, like twisted his knee a little bit weird, and the, then the the uh, athletic trainer came out and like looked at him. He's like, "I'm fine. It's fine. I, we're, we're all fine." And uh, yeah, hey, cool, no <laughs> doubt. I'm, I'm fine. But yeah. for like for real, he's like, "No, no, no, no I'm good." <laughs> um, but yeah, great play, great heads up play. Um, so he just, just shoved, dude. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna sound kind of convoluted, so stay with me. But other than the solo shot through four and two thirds innings, he had a perfect game. So it's easy to say that, but like just to show you how much he was cruising, mm-hmm. you know, other than the random shot in the top of the third, he had a perfect game through almost five innings. 
And then, like I said, about the bases loaded. And two hits and a walk came from that. So that all counts. Don't get me wrong. But before that, he literally had two hits and that was it through like <laughs> he was just cruising so way to go we'll hear about him more later bullpen though um again the takes three sides you know to make a triangle and the only one we got was a qual- a good start uh bullpen three innings four hits three earned runs three walks and three strikeouts shaw just shits the bed uh again three hits and two earned runs giving up that two run shot so that's his fifth loss of the year and his fourth blown save which was concurrent there uh so you know no doubt no doubt that's fun way to go sandlin gives you a perfect eighth inning so but then in the ninth mayton comes out gets two quick easy outs so it's like nice okay you know let's go we're still only down one at this point you know okay let's see and i think jose franmeal and uh I don't even remember who was batting fifth that game. You know, I think that's kind of the lineup we had. Bradley um, was the, so, okay, let's keep it to one. But then he gets, gives up a double and walks three in a row. And I got to tell you, even though this run didn't come back to bite us because we didn't, you know, two runs versus one run lead didn't matter for us. Yeah. Not sure why Tito left him in. This was bad managing. I'm just going to say it. Like the dude cruised. And then lost all control. I mean, he ended up throwing 33 pitches. And the last probably 20 of those were like all over. I mean, he walked the run in on four straight balls, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was, and it's I, like, I dude, it why are you leaving him in? Or, it was either 4-0 or uh, 4-1. I'm like 95% sure that it was like 4-0. But I mean, regardless, it was just, he was done. He yeah. it was just like, Tito, what are you doing, dude? Like... So I mean, that, I, if if we would have lost because of that extra run, you know what I mean? Like, say the game was four three instead of four two. I mean, that would have completely been on Tito. Just yeah, tear. And like, what were you doing? I I, I mean, I I said it last, last episode, the episode before. Brian Shaw is Tito's guy. For for some reason, Tito is loves Brian Shaw. Um, yep. So uh, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, he he was something for us back in the back in the old days. Yeah. And I know he's that veteran out there. So, he, um, you, but Tito's probably like, well, the, the, let him work. Well, no, this with. is Maton. This is Maton. Oh yeah, yeah. Maton's the one who shit the bed. I mean, well, they both Shaw did. did too. It was but just... Maton was a managerial thing, yeah. like dog. What do you pull him? Like when he loads the bases with you know back to back walks after a double and clearly can't find it. It wasn't like some tough. What are you doing? Just bring him in. Bring Wickren in, and he yeah. did. And he came in after the run gets walked in. You know, so it's four two, and Wickren comes. You know, gets out of the bases loaded jam with a strikeout, which love to see it. He probably need that for his uh, needed that for his confidence, but just didn't end up making a difference but just yeah. super questionable like that's one of the things i'd say about tito is just sometimes man he leaves relievers in way too freaking long like he's got a long hook on some of them which you gotta trust him but more often than not it's like what do you he's the eye test he's done dude like yeah you know get him out of there um so yeah, but like great let's be start. Honest, the the offense didn't really do much of anything either. I mean, we struck out nine times, only walked twice, uh, and left ten runners on base. Jose had that two run bomb uh, to right field on a three one pitch, uh, which he got struck out by the same pitch in the at bat before this. 
Um, and the next time he's like, no, 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 finger You're not sneaking that fastball by me again. He got all of that. That mm-hmm. is his wheelhouse. He crushed that. Yeah, one, one, two, and three uh, each had hits uh, in this one, and then Zimmer went two for three, uh, but only the one that's extra it. base hit. Yeah, that's it. Again, timely hitting gets us on the board and keeps it close, but lately, the only side of the triangle we have, and I never thought I'd say this, is starting pitching. Like now we can't get bullpen or offense going and yeah. offense is usually an issue, but it used to be can't I mean, score offense, any runs, you know, but offense is like hit or miss right now. Either they pop off and we're like, Oh yeah, this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. Or they're just like, uh, what is baseball? Can I hit? True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want <laughs> me to play baseball? Um, and that that won't make a whole lot of sense unless people are watching the <laughs> the YouTube video, which go check it out. Streets yeah. are popping off, but yeah, I mean one extra base hit, and again, timely hitting gets you two runs. But without that, whatever. So game two, Plesak versus uh, Kim in this one. Indians come in frustrating as ever. Uh, bullpen blow another winnable game, um, and you're going to lose some of those. But it's just lately, it feels like what three of the last five or something yeah. were blown, you know, by the bullpen. And so we send our only true starter to the mound, although put some respect on Quantrill's name, even though I typed this up. But you know, in theory, our true starter uh, to try and split the series. So Plesac goes to work on Wednesday afternoon. Quick scoring summary, and this one will be a little more fun. Top of the first. Dylan Carlson hits a leadoff infield single to shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Jimenez would never let that happen. Uh, With one out, Nolan Arenado then singles to right field. And then with two outs, he's wearing the jersey. Yadier Molina singles to center. Some clutch hitting. Scores Carlson from second. And the Cards take an early 1-0 lead. But bottom of the second, Franville says, and I took that personally. And he hits a leadoff solo shot bomb to left field. And I, we cannot overstate. This is the one of the craziest home runs we've seen all year. Yeah, I'm looking up to see how far it actually went right now. But left field, there's a bridge, and it's like where it says Miller time or whatever in at Progressive Field. He hit it basically where it dropped on top of that bridge to then bounce out of the park over the left field gates, which you and I have walked in many a times, right? It bounces off the bridge and gets out of the gate, and people who weren't attending the game that were just walking past there got a home run ball. How you want go play the lottery, whoever did that, right? Who never in a million years. It left the stadium off of the bounce. However far they say it, it was more just a spectacle to see, but just a big daddy bomb. That's his 18th of the year and timely because we tie it right back up at one apiece. I think it was uh, 467, by the way, off the top of my head. 437, 467? 446. 446, excuse me. Jesus Christ. So, but I mean, just the spectacle of how it went out like that is like, sir, you need to relax. So tie it up. Holy crap. And where he put it, though, was nuts. I've never yeah. seen that. Uh, top of the third, though, Dylan Carlson yet again. Lead-off solo shot to center field. He's just punishing us in this one. Uh, that's his 11th of the year, and the Cardinals quickly retake the lead 2-1. to one. But bottom of the third, here we come, baby. Ernie Clement, with one out, gets hit by pitch. Way to put your body on the line. 
Cesar then capitalizes. Ooh, ah, so hot. (laughs) Cesar capitalizes with a two-run shot to center field because he's a power hitter now. Uh, That's his 18th of the year, and the Tribe is back on top three to two. So we talked about that stat a while back, and now, fuck uh, him, he's gone. And that's his last hit in a Cleveland Indians uniform. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's true. It I is. think he doubles. Nope he he hits a sack fly in this one. That's it. No, he gets a double. He gets I a thought, double. I thought the double was it before this. Oh, it might have been. I don't know, but regardless, uh, tribe up three two, and I mean just just a weird year from him. Um, it is what it is, but he's not on our team anymore. So, whatever. Kick uh, rocks, eat my man. ass. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> He bugs. Uh, with two outs, though, Jose gets in on the fun. Solo shot of his own to left field. That's his 22nd of the year. And now the Indians are up 4-2 to two with two home runs and three at-bats. But wait, there's more. Fran Mill makes sure everyone knows who the cleanup hitter is. He hits his second solo shot of the game to dead center field into the bullpen. Okay, big daddy style. Yeah. Indians now lead it five to two, and we hit three home runs and four at bats. And just uh, just so everyone's aware, right? On top of the one we already talked about, that was four forty six. This man almost hits nine hundred feet of home run in one day through three innings. He didn't yeah. end up getting another bomb, obviously, but through two at bats. Three innings. He had almost 900 feet of home runs. Sir, there are kids out here. <laughs> Just you know what I mean? Like Absolutely damn. demolishing the baseball. So, a lot of, lot of fun to score runs. That all yeah. happened. And it was like, ayo. Hey, uh, so, we're up 5-2. Bottom of the fourth, Yu Chang hits a leadoff Ooh. double to center field. Okay. Followed by an Austin Hedges single to center field, which scores Chang. So, a little timely hitting. Yes, please. And that uh, allows Hedges to go to second, though, on the single from the throat of the plate, uh, trying to get Chang there. So Tribe now leads at 6-2. to two. Still no outs. Ernie Clement lays down a sack bunt, gets Hedges over to third. Small ball, baby. Just keep your, you know, your foot on their throat. Let's go. Cesar immediately capitalizes. Sack fly to right field. And that scores Hedges on a bang-bang play at the yeah. plate. Uh, he's safe, and the Indians blow it open. Uh, but yeah, catcher not moving well, and that's not their job, right? But any other player, this would not be a head first slide, and, bang and, bang. It got it got deep enough. One, <laughs> in this one, Austin Hedges tried to bunt for a single down the third baseline, and he almost to, got it. If it wasn't Nolan Arenado, best defensive put- third baseman in the MLB, Nolan Arenado, not a not a smart placement on that bunt. If we're being honest. I think he just okay, but to be clear, it was a beautiful bunt. Yeah, anybody but Nolan, and he beats oh, that. Yeah. He almost beat it, and he tried to take him by complete surprise. Uh-huh. But Nolan's like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, bare hands I've been that in the all MLB day for just, eight years, and I have eight gold gloves. This ain't working, dog. Yeah, and I think a couple. I think he might have two platinums. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna. He very realistically could be the greatest defensive third baseman that literally has ever played the game yeah. he's already like top five top three uh and so before you get into the line uh i want to say mm-hmm. that it was very good to see a familiar face in the bottom of the eighth andrew miller pitched for the cardinals love love him love him love him uh and it's the great to see him on the club again and God. uh just uh yeah hats off to andrew miller that dude was a workhorse in 2016 
his his postseason with us is like not safe for work. No. Like those stats. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, some people consider it porn. Yeah, like it's borderline porn. Like I don't recommend that. Like you're in church or at work and you pull up those stats because you're going to get fired or kicked out. Yeah. So it's the. I mean, just an absolute the original Daddy Long Legs and then some. He's not only like six seven. He is. 80% legs. Like, he, yeah. his body makes no sense. But that, oh, that slider. Oh, mm. that lefty thing that you have no chance. You even know it's coming, and it's just like, good luck. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, good good to see him. Glad he's doing well. But, yeah, so, hey, we take a 7-2 lead. It stays that way. So, boring uh, final five innings, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but doesn't matter. It stays that way. Uh, Tribe gets it back up to a game above 500 and splits the series. Quick line, Cleveland 7 on 9 hits, no errors. St. Louis 2 runs on 7 hits and no errors. And I got to tell you, Plesak goes out there still you know, against a good team. 5 innings, 7 hits, 2 earned runs, a walk, and 4 strikeouts. Gets his 6th win of the year. Uh... Decent amount of foot traffic still, and he was sweating. Uh, you know, it took him, what, 90, 89 pitches, only 57 strikes, uh, which isn't terrible, but, you know, he had to, what is it, 67% clip yeah. almost. And uh, I will say that it it's almost seems, and please ask, I, I feel like I felt this way before he got hurt too. It, it seems like he likes pitching in, like, pressure situations. Like mm-hmm. he kind of thrives off of it a little bit. Not that he's putting himself in these positions to on purpose, because I don't think any pitcher yeah. would do that. But um, I'll, it seems like he thrives in those situations, kind of like how Karen Chick did at the beginning of the year and has kind of fallen off and then got back into it and then fallen off. Yeah. But I mean, the only thing I notice is great to have, you know, he's given us length every time. What, six and two thirds the other day? Yeah. Um, and then I five. think he gave, you know. Yeah, five, six, I think, and five. You know, five, not incredible, but he has been laboring a little bit, and that might just come with getting more reps, and maybe it's just a weird time, whatever, but just stay healthy. I mean, he's still giving us a chance to win, so it doesn't really matter how many. You, you will get punished eventually, but, you know, good pitchers like him, right, he find a way to always limit it. But just something I'm kind of noticing lately. Uh, but overall, still great to have a real starter on the mound. And then Paul... I guess I knew this happened, but I didn't realize this happened. The bullpen has to give you four innings, right? Okay. Yeah. Parker comes in, gives you a perfect sixth inning, two strikeouts. Sandlin comes in, gives you a perfect seventh with two strikeouts. Classe comes in, gives you a perfect eighth with two strikeouts. Yes. It's like Groundhog Day there. Karen Check comes in the ninth and gives you a perfect ninth with one strikeout. We got four innings of perfect ball with yeah. seven strikeouts from our bullpen. The triangle is complete, just... baby. <sighs> Can we just get some consistency, though? Up, they literally <laughs> threw a perfect game for the final four innings. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. Under, I don't understand. We don't need like a home run derby and. Uh... Well, Brian Shaw and Phil Maton didn't pitch in this one, so. True. I'm, I mean, I'm very happy, but it, I mean, it's nuts that literally four perfect innings. So yeah. that's just that the line when you look at the box score is just a lot of zeros. It like, kind of looks like 
coding. It's just zero, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot going on in this box yeah. score. In That's the way because of- all of our offense came in the first four innings. Uh, True. But I will say, even though all of our offense came in the first four innings, we only had three strikeouts uh, against four walks in this one, which is beautiful. Uh, That's got to be the best this year since we started this podcast. Yeah. I kept looking at it as I was typing this out. And you felt like it was wrong. I know. I kept looking. I'm like, no. mm, 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 No. Uh, Yeah. I mean, holy crap. We we left 10 runners on base, which would normally be like a decent bit, but we scored seven runs. So, like, eh, not really too upset. Um, And we had a little mini home run derby at Progressive Field. They're like, oh, 2019 was so fun. Uh, having a home run derby at Progressive Field. Why don't we have our own? Uh, and we had four in this one, uh, nine total hits, six of them being extra bases uh, with the four home runs, like I just said, two doubles. Uh, this isn't going to happen every day. Uh, no. But it was super fun to watch. Some of my friends from back home went to the game. Six extra base hits. Yeah, and I, I texted them. I said, how was the home run derby? Uh, and we yeah, all had a good a good laugh. game to go to. Uh, everyone but uh, Ahmed... Uh, Oscar and Ernie all got a hit in this one. So, but, but I want to point something out. Even that was still kind of productive. Ahmed didn't strike out, which whatever that, that that's the least of them, but yeah. Mercado walked three times yeah. in this game. So he went zero for one with three walks. Yeah. Okay. And Ernie had a sack bunt, a walk and a hit by pitch. So just to put a little like context yeah. to that is, Let's and go. Ernie Clement made a great defensive play in this one. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a, this one was a fun one to watch. We were firing on all cylinders to make the triangle finally. Yeah. It, it was, Hard it up, was baby. good to see. And like, Tell me about who's hot. Well, before before that, yeah, like this was one of those games where it was like a how do I want to put it? Not like looking into the future, right? But it was like a, it gives you a feeling like, oh, this is what we can be. This is what we can do. And we don't even have like a quarter of our starting rotation. True. Although and, we can't even really blame that anymore. We well, just got to. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like the, we don't have that. Our starting right field at the beginning of the year broke every part of his leg true so it's even though we're we're hurt and no one expected us to be good this year including us we're still playing better than what anyone thought we would and there's nothing but upside to these guys true i mean now we're playing exactly how we thought we were we're playing like dog shit lately but we overperformed hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like with, with with how we played in this one, it gives me those like this is what we can be. Yeah, this not, you are this an is what extremely are. optimistic person, and I love that about you. Oh, well, that's we need that's like Cle- that's the 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 heart of a Cleveland sports fan, baby. No, it's all just pain and misery, and I hate it here. But um, yeah, no, it, I get what you're saying though. It is it's good to see like what what it can be right yeah so anyway um, tell me who's hot well so cesar was on our list until he got traded this morning so uh he went Bye. three for six in this one with three rbis but 
Have fun in, in Chirac, baby. Um, <laughs> Kyle Quantrill gets bumped That's up not, to a I nine. You, well, I, I can't say, say Chirac. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. It's just <laughs> funny. I, lo- I love Chicago, but the South Side is something. Uh, Kyle Quantrill gets bumped up to a nine. He absolute. F- he's he's been playing out of his mind lately. In his last three starts, he's two and zero, seventeen innings. Okay, paid. so hang on. I gotta cut you off. I I forgot to update this, so don't don't read it. Don't. I'm read sorry. It. Oh, you set me up. No, I forgot to update it. Our I'm research sorry. guy, ass cheeks. Absolute ass cheeks. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'll but just tell you this. Over the last two starts, uh, no, I'm not worried about it. Over the last two okay. starts, he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, we talked about in this one. Um, well, three. Three. Well, yeah. Now, with three, he's given up the one run in against what? The Astros and Rays? And well, then. Uh, all, I, all I was saying is because all I remember is the last two starts. So I was going off of the mm-hmm. hip. Um, sorry. Because our research guy fucked up. And. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but the, the we talked about in this one, he only gave up the one earned run, which was the early solo shot to Bader, uh, which is going to happen. That's baseball. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Quantrill has been playing out of his mind lately better than I thought he would. Uh, so he's staying on. And he gets boosted up a little bit. Um, and then even though it was only a two-game set, uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and put them on a little bit. They're not quite warming up because it was only two games. Uh, but a little bit of like a watch party for us. Jose and Framel both had two home runs in this series. Um, Framel uh, went three for three in this series. So, okay, Big Daddy. Well, the second game. Oh, the yeah. first game he went over, But, yeah, the second one, I mean, what are you going to do with that? Just absolute king shit. Yeah. Um, but going into the who's not, Bobby well, can Bradley. I, can I update this real fast just for a real quick? So Quantrill is still 17 innings, but now it's only three earned runs in his last three starts with six walks, 12 strikeouts, and a one five nine ERA. Mm. <laughs> yes, please. That's all I had. Yeah, now now only you could have done that when you updated the notes. I uh, know. I'm only human. Um, I only do it because I love you. Uh, Bobby Bradley is staying on, and he's at like a 1.5 right now. That's generous. Yeah. Um, he goes 0 for 3 in this one with two strikeouts. He only played in the, the first game. Um, he's 2 for 30 right now with 19 strikeouts. And You heard you, that right, folks. You know I got to say it, right? You got to put Pat on Paul. <laughs> like... <laughs> You can't you can't sit there and strike out nineteen times, um, like we talked about. The, like I talked about at the beginning, of this uh, he's going through his first slump, and he's going to have to figure out how to get out of it. Um, some guys do different things. Maybe he needs some Jobu in his life. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he needs to not wear batting gloves. Maybe he needs to. I I don't know, um, but. He's got to do something. Um, everyone goes through this, uh, but it just sucks this, that he he was he was playing. He came up here and was playing very well when he first got up here, um, and then it was like overnight this dude just fell out of the sky. So uh, he's staying on, and uh, Harold Ramirez is going to stay on. We talked about 
Uh, defensively in left field, he made some jams. Uh, but did he rob a home run? No, no. So he was playing left field, and it, it would have hit in in right field or center. It would have been a home run. Uh, but with yeah. that nineteen foot wall, it wouldn't have been. Uh, but jumped up and stopped uh, and caught it before it hit the wall. And that was my boy Yachty who hit that, and that would have been saved saved a saved a run coming in. So yeah. uh, defensively, the dude the dude played well. Uh, but goes one for eight in this one. Didn't strike out at all, so didn't walk. Yeah, no run. Just, just he's like, yeah, I showed up. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just couldn't find any green. Um, but he's six for thirty-five with a run, two RBIs, two walks, four strikeouts, and a stolen base. Uh, he hasn't had any extra base hits in the last thirty-five at bats. So it, and he's not playing terribly offensively. He is he's batting one hundred one seventy with like a. Like a 180 on base. Yeah, but like, like a two, a 150 slugging. Again, n- nobody expected him to. I didn't even fucking know know his name before the season started. So yeah, I didn't know he existed. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying that like we can't let him off the hook just because he made a couple decent yeah. plays. Like you have. Oh to, no 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 definitely that's I he definitely didn't like play this great. is dog. Shit. He didn't play like, Bobby Bradley right now is steaming hot dog shit yeah. that's like turned white. Like, yeah. oh my, 19 strikeouts and 30 at-bats can literally eat my butt. So, but I, I get what you're saying. It's just rough, rough stretches. So, quick AL Central standings. Um, Chicago still in first. Uh, Cleveland, eight and a half back at 50 and 49. Uh, we're four and six in our last 10. We're just treading water. Detroit, 12 games back. They're six and four in their last 10, one, two in a row. Kansas City, 15 back. Pretty much the, seven Detroit's are pretty much the hottest team in baseball right now. Was. They're pulling yeah. off a little bit, but that, now they're bouncing back a little. They're, uh, Kansas City, 15 back, like I said, seven and three. Um, and they've been actually playing a little bit better. And man, the Minnesota Twins, 17 and a half games back, three and seven in their last 10, lost two in a row. Dumpster fire already got rid of um, Nelson Cruz. Cruz. Now they're talking about moving Donaldson, Barrios, and Buxton. So just, and Pineda should go. I mean, th- these next, now we're only, what, 22 hours from the deadline? I mean, this can buckle up. Things yeah. are already moving, but it's going to get hot. And fun fact, while we were here, Danny Duffy got traded to the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yep. And it's there's the it's rumored that the uh Padres, Padres are going to get Max, Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Like at that point it's just they're worse than the Yankees. Like yeah. every single person on their team is like a an all-star, a stud. Like can you even have that many people? You know what I mean? Like it's just at some point why? And here's like it's, yeah, I, and these people are taking pay cuts to go to San Diego. That's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't understand. They have like too many people right now. Yeah. Like they just do. Like they have too many people. Unless he's just truly a rental, which you know we'll see. That's the only way that that kind of makes sense because they would have Clevenger this year. Don't forget. Like yeah. So that. That team, it's almost too much. It's almost like they just buy whatever they want. And it's almost like not, I don't say it's not fun, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just cr- mind-boggling. I mean, the Yankees just, every got person Joey is Gallo. a star. I know. 
And he's going to mash left-hander oh there god. in that short. Oh, my God. He's going to It's going to be them. Joey Gallo, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton. Which they're... They need a new manager. Aaron Boone sucks. They they got all kinds of issues. Yeah, That's but for the, the, all three of them? I know, but they play like once a week, not Gallo. But like yeah. they, they, they're so weird. That team, they need a new manager. Anyway, uh, wild card Tampa Bay is up three and a half games. They're in the first spot. Uh, they're, they lost three in a row here. Um, Oakland, four and six in their last ten. They won last night. Um, so now we're going to go backwards in the standings here off of pacing that second wild card. Seattle, two games behind. They lost two in a row. So, ugh. Um, and they just traded Kendall Graveman. Uh, but I know that they're their best reliever, but he was older. So everybody was up on arms. But the Mariners are expected to make some moves. I think they're making phone calls on a couple different guys here. Uh, so kind of love to see that, TBH. Um, New York, two and a half games back, seven and three in their last 10 on a two game win streak. And they got dicked this afternoon. Did you see that? It was like 14 0 yeah. or something. Oh, or 14 to seven. Or I I don't, it was something crazy. Cole got bent. I can pull um, But they got Gallo anyway. So that's, you know, that happens. They fleeced uh, the Rangers. Uh, Toronto is four and a half games back. They're four and six in their last 10. Uh, and they lost uh, their last game, and they just got Brad Hand for their like one of their best AAA catching prospects. Um, there is going over to the Nationals, and uh, they have Brad Hand now. So that's that's happening. Cool, and then cool, cool. we no doubt, are no uh, yeah, we are the fourth team chasing it at five games back, four and six on our last ten, and obviously won the last game. And then uh, technically tied because we have uh, less. Less in the loss column, but same winning percentage as LA, uh, who are one game above 500 again and are five games back as well. And they won't do anything because their front office is hot dog shit, even though they have some of the best players in the world. So, a lot going on, man. And what's crazy is there's been a lot of like mid tier trades. And that's why I keep checking my phone as we record this. But like the heavy, heavy hitters haven't moved yet. And yeah, they're, I everyone, mean, Gallo everyone is on one the, of them. Everyone on the Cubs. Still, that is expected to get traded is still there. Trevor Story's still in Colorado. Yeah, like this shit is going to happen. Max Scherzer hasn't been completely, you know, it's not official yet, but it's just like. Imagine him on the Padres. Holy shit. Anything more than the rental is like, sir. So that's that. Yeah. But. You know, this season, and it's getting easier and easier for me, especially with the Cesar thing. And again, it's not a shock, but it's just, you know, okay, time we know what's kind of happening. Is yeah. This we is just one of the need... craziest trade deadlines I can remember. True. And the 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 triple, you know, when I say triple A, that's a bad analogy. But the, the big time tier ones haven't even really happened yet, except for like Gallo to the Yankees is kind of yeah. crazy. But... um. I wasn't even expecting New- Texas to to trade Gallo. If I'm being honest, oh, they said if they couldn't extend him, they were going to move him, and then he wouldn't get he wouldn't take any extension. They couldn't meet, so he got out of there. And I don't blame him because that front office is supposed to be like one of the worst in baseball. Yeah, like, just I will garbage. say in MLB the Show, I was able to trade for Joey Gallo, get him Ooh, on the trial. Love that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love dude that. For mashed you. at Progressive. Oh, a hundred percent. Dude is like. New age baseball to a T. Uh, yeah, talk, high, high, high on base. Talk all about power, a solid right average. fielder. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tri- I, I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, we got one piece of news and it's directly related to the, the, the trade Hernandez. Deadline. Yeah. Yeah. So give it so, to me. So Owen Miller is going to join, join the team in Chicago uh, and he'll, he'll go ahead and get the, the playing time at second base uh, with the Cesar trade, obviously. Um, and I remember you were saying that you were in the process of tweeting something out. And then as soon as... Yeah, can I say what it was? Yeah. Yeah, so when I saw this, I tweeted at Zach Meisel, who's the one that tweeted it out. And I said, did Andres Jimenez sleep with Mike Chernoff and Chris Antonetti's wives at the same time? Because, like, <laughs> why is he blackballed from, like, becoming the, sec- you know, the shortstop and push Ahmed over? Yeah. And as I hit send... Because his first tweet announcing that Owen Miller was coming up, like I, I immediately, I was just like a minute behind on it, and he immediately followed it up right after I hit send, and so I had to delete it, which I was mad because I thought it was really funny. And he said that Andres Jimenez is not an immediate option just because he's in the process of applying for U.S. residency, and so we're going to Toronto next week, and that would present some issues. So I was like, okay, and I deleted it, but I was really upset because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Yeah. But as soon as they're done with Toronto, time to uh, I don't care how well Owen's doing, put him off the you know on the bench and have him come off the bench if you still need him, and then time to bring definitely you know time for Andres Jimenez, baby. He is the future. He's major league proven. He has the most major league at bats of everybody. When everybody was sucking, he wasn't even sucking the worst, and it really does kind of feel like he slept with somebody's like wife or something. Because, but I'm fine with him seasoning. He beat the shit out of the ball. He's getting healthy right after those issues. But it this is it, man. Like, time to ride or die. He's the future. This was the key part of the Lindor trade. Time time to let's go. Yeah. I like him. Ball out. So that's it. Um, upcoming series, three games against the White Sox. Awkward. So uh, I think Cesar could probably just ride the bus with the tribe. <laughs> and just like, hey, you guys mind if we just ride this out, you know, and just watch some like rom-coms and cry you know get it all out some ice cream um exactly something off topic right i had Mm -hmm. an ice cream sandwich for the first time today i forgot how fucking good ice cream sandwiches are i feel that very they are good i have really sensitive teeth yeah very underrated but a classic summertime snack especially because it's been like chocolate yeah yeah, and it all sticks, and like uh-huh. you work for it though, like an animal, and you're exactly. just like licking it. Oh. And you're just like, oh yeah, so good. Oh, that is good. Yeah, <sighs> fun times. Don't know how we got on that, but anyway, three games against the White Sox coming up uh, Friday night. So off day tonight as we're recording here on Thursday, but tomorrow eight ten start Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be JC Mejia, who's one and six with a seven five two ERA uh, versus Lance Lynn, who. On my fantasy name. Uh, he's 10 and 3 with a 191 ERA, the lowest ERA in baseball. Or I'm sorry, in the American League. So he, fastball. He just he throws five different types of fastballs and he's really good at it. So yeah. Oh, oh. Um Saturday, 7-10 start. Uh McKenzie, 1 and 4, 561 ERA versus Dallas Keuchel. Uh, who's seven and four with a four three two ERA? Not pitching maybe a hundred percent to his potential, but he's just a workhorse dog. Like you know what you're getting with Dallas Keuchel. You're gonna get yeah, you know quality starts every time. 
Uh, he goes out there into the bum that dropped him off his fantasy team. I picked him up on waivers, and I'm running with that shit. So first place, baby. I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to take a bunch of old men's money. I'm going to win like a grand. Um, all right, Cal Quantrill on Sunday, 2-10 start on the south side. He's 2-2 two and two with the 3-6-6 ERA. Let's see, can he run like the 4 Pete dog? And that one is technically to TBD for the White Sox rotation, but they have a very set rotation like most major league teams do and not hot dog vendors um, like we were running out there. Uh, so it should be Dylan Cease. And I don't have his numbers in front of me, but it should be Quantrill versus Cease on Sunday. And White Sox come in 60 and 42, four and six in their last 10. Um, World Series contender, right? They just got Cesar, so awkward. And uh, they got uh, Eloy Jimenez back, who's been out all year. So that's that's fun. And guess what? Luis Robert is also coming back in like a couple weeks. So they're real good and they're somehow and they're going to be adding. So there's a bunch of tweets that they're they're going to do more than get Cesar here. They're they're pushing in. Um you know, they're going to take the division and and all that. Um Indians were 50 and 49, 4 and 6 in our last 10. We've talked about that. Not a lot to add. I mean, what is this our third series probably episode we've done yeah. with them. So they're real good. We're not as good and we literally traded one of our players to, uh to them. So, and they're getting Eloy and Luis. Eloy's back. Luis Roberts coming back in a couple weeks. And those are two like diamond level young guys that are going to be like, that are studs and are going to continue to be their future. So 18 games above 500 without two of their, like, it'd be studs. like not having Jose or Fran me all year. So yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't, until we're still... Until we're statistically out of it, I can't not do it. And I saw this tweet that was like, hey, if you sweep them. Like, You're right back in the shit. I was just yeah, thinking you are. while you were talking. You, you'll gain six games. You're only two, eight and a, it was eight and a half back. Yeah, I think we're nine, technically. I, I can't remember if I included. Or they're playing today, and I can't remember if they were winning. Or if they lost, let me see. We can do this in real time. Yeah. They lost five nothing to the Royals. So, so right now back. we're eight games, not eight and a half. And if you sweep, you're five back. And again, we have a five game set in September. Well, if you all think this of, is pipe if, dreams. If, if you and, sweep them, you're you're you go to two games back because they drop three games. You gain three games. You just gain three games on them, buddy. That's not how games behind work. It would go from eight to five because we're playing the exact team. Okay. You said that's okay. yeah, a little brain fart. Yeah, um, I forgot notes. We're all human. <laughs> um, so, but five back, and again, Stockholm syndrome, not gonna happen. Like, I don't know why that I'm allowed, like opening my heart again. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people that are that break up and are like, I'm done. I never want to see him again. And then like text a day later, like I miss you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this one's gonna happen here. I'm totally ready to be hurt. Oh again, yeah, one hundred percent for the rest of my life. We're, we're going to lose Friday. Uh, Saturday, we have a chance, but we'll see. Sunday is our best chance. That, that's my sophisticated pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm very My, my optimistic. expectations are getting very calibrated. Optimistic, optimistic about this baseball team, even though we're not good. We just need to see more. Now, all I care about is Bobby figuring it back out figuring out short and second, you know what I mean? In the outfield and, and get knowing yeah. what we could be for next year. So 
All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, consider leaving us a review. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at 216BaseballPod. And remember, you can watch us on, uh, you can watch the podcast now, excuse me, on YouTube at 216BaseballPod. People have been really enjoying that. And I got to give you a bunch of props, Paul. You spent a ton of time with no graphic design background to make it look real good. And it, it slaps. So we've been getting <laughs> awesome feedback. And uh, putting ourselves out there. So do this for us. Uh, But yeah, make sure you go check that out. And we're going to be back on Tuesday to give you an update on the White Sox series. And if there's enough crazy moves, we might sneak in over the weekend a little trade talk. Especially if anything happens with the tribe that's actually worthwhile. We might. Not sure. Don't pressure us. Or we won't do it. But we'll see what happens. But we'll be back on Tuesday no matter what. Go tribe. Yeah, guards up, baby. Let's go.